With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Instant Reaction Podcast, HawkeyeNation.com. Andrew Downs with you here on a Wednesday night. And man, that one feels good. Uh, Feels good to see this team play like that, Uh, you know, at least from the time the TV broadcast came on until the end of the game, they they looked good. They played well. It was consistent, and they finished. You know, had that double-digit lead in the second half, and while Rutgers was able to kind of hang around, keep it within, you know, nine, got it down to six a couple of times, um, Iowa able to, to hit the big shots when they needed to and pull away. Uh, en route to a 79-66 win and a season sweep of the Scarlet Knights. A couple of really nice wins for the Hawkeyes over Rutgers this year. Um, ranked teams both times, I believe, when Iowa played them uh, will fall out of the rankings again, most likely, uh, after tonight's loss. But yeah, Rutgers was 14th when Iowa beat them at Rutgers. Uh, in a, a, a close game, a much closer game than this one ultimately became, Uh, And, again, it's just great to get back into the win column. Uh, And if you're like me, you didn't get to see the first, you know, what, 12-plus minutes of this game. I don't remember exactly how much time was was on the clock when uh, the Indiana-Northwestern double overtime thriller, I say that sarcastically, obviously, uh, ended. I, I didn't download the Fox Sports app. I figured, oh, this game is going to end real quickly here. I'll just, you know, what I did was I turned on Gary Dolphin and Bobby Hansen on the radio broadcast on WHO here in, in Des Moines and listened to the game, followed it on Twitter, and hoped for a quick conclusion to the Indiana Northwestern game, which we didn't get. But we finally got to join the Iowa game uh, late in the first half. So, uh, you know, maybe a good thing I didn't see a lot of us probably didn't see the real rough start to the game. Uh, both teams missed a bunch of shots early on. It was three to nothing, three to three. I think Iowa missed its first six or seven shots. So okay that that we didn't have to see that. And then Joe Wieskamp went off, and unlike a couple of other times in his career, unlike another time this season, just recently. Um, going off in the first half did not preclude him from going off in the second half. So it was really nice to see Joe Wieskamp play a really consistent game, a full game, a full 40 minutes, and uh, and be the best player on the floor for the vast majority of that game. 26 points for Wieskamp, 10 rebounds, a double-double for him, 5 of 7 from 3, and a couple of those were Bohannon-type threes. 
that Wieskamp doesn't take, you know, those kind of swaggy in your face, long distance heat check threes all that often. And he made at least one of those tonight. That was a lot of fun to see. Garza did what he does and Luca Garza did what he does. And, um, you know, they can talk about him not having a great game. I think Robbie Hummel was like, Hey, if you, you get 22 and 10 in this league, um, for 99.9% of the players in the history of this league, that's a great game. It's a good game for Luca Garza. It was good to see him get back into the twenties scoring. Uh, he didn't, he wasn't on um, 8 of 20 from the field and missed a lot of shots in the first half. Really scored a lot of his his points down the stretch there. Hit that 1-3, but took 4. But was, again, good from the free throw line. 5 of 6 from there and, and got his double-double with 22 points, 10 rebounds. Jordan Bohannon had a good game as well. So, you know, it's, it's that big 3. When those 3 guys are playing good, when they're scoring... I was a really, really hard team to beat. The three of them combined to score, what, we got 50, 60 points. 60 points between the three of them. And Iowa won 79 to 66. That's that's pretty remarkable. When those three guys are, are playing well, and Bohannon three of five from three-point land, um, seven assists. He played a good game. Four turnovers, but you know you get that with him sometimes. Played played, played pretty good defense a couple of times as well. Um, and then Keegan Murray had a nice game. Ten points off the bench. He was uh, three of six from the field. Good from the line, which was nice. Six rebounds for him, and just kind of everywhere. He had a, a handful of offensive rebounds in the first half. He had a really good game. Connor McCaffrey didn't score, you know, not a big deal there. Didn't really impact the game all that much. Connor didn't, uh, but somebody who did impact the game, even though he didn't score much, was C.J. Frederick, and it was good to see him. Didn't score at all, I should say. Good to see him uh, out on the floor. You could tell he's limping a little bit when he's coming off the court. Uh, I think he went back to the locker room at one point before coming back to the bench and and playing down the stretch, having some resist to Luca Garza, giving Garza. You know, really good open looks that, you know, the the stretch from the under eight timeout to the under four timeout was huge. Iowa kind of able to hold on to that lead. That's where they fall, have fallen apart in some of these games. So nice. And CJ was a part of that. So he didn't fill up the stat sheet and he probably won't fill up the stat sheet. He only took three shots, but he had some nice assists and it seems like the team is comfortable with him being in there. There was a, a lineup late, Bohannon and Frederick Wieskamp, Murray and Garza, that was playing well and looked good. And again, even though C.J. Frederick isn't himself, isn't 100%, his impact on this on these games and on this team uh, are important. Joe Toussaint had a tough night, didn't play great. Tony Perkins had got some minutes. Ulis got some minutes. Uh, Jack Nunji, again, also, you know, he scored four points, but just one of four shooting, had five rebounds. He played okay. This was really about the, the big three and, and kind of the starting <laughs> the starting six, I'll call them. I'll, I'll put Keegan Murray in that group as well because, you know, on any given night, I think there's as good of a chance that he starts as C.J. Frederick or, you know, as that lineup I just talked about was in there. 
where he was kind of replacing Connor McCaffrey at the four. Um, so you know, he I think he's earned that spot of one of the one of the six starters on this Hawkeye team. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Looking at some of the team stats, Iowa, uh, you know, jumps right out at you that Iowa out-rebounded Rutgers by 11 tonight, 42-31. to 31, And on the offensive glass, Iowa had 16 offensive boards, just gave up 11. That's been such a um, an Achilles heel for the Hawkeyes over this, you know, last four out of five losing streak here where other teams were getting a lot of, you know, 20, 25, 15 offensive rebounds night after night. To see Rutgers only get 11 is nice. To see Iowa get 16 is even better. Chance points for the Hawkeyes. Uh, from the line, they've been good. The last few games, they were good again tonight. 80%, 16 of, of 20. Shot really well from three. 11 of 23 from three, and, and Rutgers was awful. Six of 28, but they were worse than that for much of the game. They hit a couple late. But Iowa, 11 of 23, almost 50% from uh, from beyond the arc. That's fantastic. Iowa assists on 20 of their 26 shots. That's more in line with what you'd like to see. Iowa has 13 turnovers. Again, closer. You'd like that to be a little lower, but closer to what you want to see. And when Rutgers got 20, had 20 turnovers, you, you know you feel pretty good about only giving up 13. So you know, good overall game for this Hawkeye team. And just you know, again, nothing to write home about. It wasn't fantastic. They. I mean, 35, 34 to 25, the halftime score, that's got to be about as low uh, both as Iowa has scored in a half and as they've allowed in a half. Um, maybe the fewest they've allowed in a half. I, I saw somebody on Twitter say that about a halftime that they thought it might be. I think that might have been Dan Doxey. Um, but, you know, a lot more offense in the second half. Uh, but just nice to nice – to, that's just the type of game you expected Iowa to have against, you know, these Indiana teams or the, in these Indiana games. That's the type of game you expected Iowa to win over, you know, maybe not a 13-point win over an Ohio State or a Michigan State, but it's just nice to kind of get back into the win column here and settle things down, see the big three go off and have a good game, and really just for them to see uh, a win over a ranked team and kind of back on track here as we move into – you know, the, the final stretch of the season, really. Talking about the final stretch of this season, uh, up next for the Hawkeyes, Saturday afternoon at Michigan State. Uh, Iowa beat Michigan State by six just a few weeks ago in Carver-Hawkeye Arena. You got to go to Breslin and get a win here. You have to. It's a tough place to play, and that's a tough team, and Izzo's going to get the calls and all of that. You got to go to Breslin and get a win. You have to do it right now. Because Thursday night you're at Wisconsin, and that's going to be a tough game. Wisconsin playing right now, um, but in Madison, that that's a tough place to play. You know, maybe Jordan Bohannon goes nuts in his final uh, final game at the Kohl Center, but uh, you you know, so so that's there we are. There's a couple of, of big games right there. You're home against Penn State uh, a week from this Sunday, 
and that's a should win, will win type game. You have to think that if the Nebraska game is going to be remade, made up, um, it will be in that following week because Iowa has that whole week off from Sunday to Sunday in between the Penn State and Ohio State game. So if uh, you know if Iowa can rattle off a couple of wins here and go into that Ohio State game, go into Columbus with a head of steam on Sunday, February 28th, that'd be a lot of fun. That would set up a really big game and set up a really big you know three-game stretch for the Hawkeyes where they'd be at Ohio State, then at Michigan, and finish the regular season at home against Wisconsin. Um, you know, I think a Big Ten championship is probably off of the table at this point, but uh, a top four seed certainly isn't in the Big Ten tournament. And really, we're playing for NCAA tournament seeding now. That that's that's the big carrot at the end of this stick, because you know, decent to good Iowa teams have fallen short of the Sweet Sixteen because they've had a really tough second round matchup. Iowa needs to play itself onto uh, you know a three line. Maybe at worst. Uh, so can they do that? I don't know. I feel better about it right now than I did four hours ago. So we will see. The season is long, and there are ups and downs, and this certainly won't be. Um, th- there will certainly be another loss in this season. Uh, it'll just kind of depend when and where that is. Uh, if you missed my conversation with Cody Goodwin on the Hawkeye wrestling team, uh, I'd advise you to go back and listen to that. I posted that yesterday on the the feed. Um just, you know, Cody's so good at wrestling talk, it's fun to talk to him. And even though the, the season's on pause, there's still obviously big, big, big things out there for this team. And um, it's it's going to be fun to watch as they try to navigate these waters and, and get back to the mountaintop of a national championship. Check out all our coverage at HawkeyeNation.com. John Bonacamp and Rob Howe, Rick Brown, they've all got you covered on all of this stuff, and uh, we're having fun over there. So check us out. Come with us. I appreciate you listening. Uh, if I don't do anything before then, I will have a post game on Saturday afternoon after the game at Michigan State. Thank you for listening. Go Hawks.